the alcohol beverage industry is a multifaceted business. Here at Cheers with RNDC, we're exploring a variety of industry topics with our guest hosts and leaders in the adult beverage space. We invite you to grab your favorite drink, sit back, and enjoy. Cheers. Hello, RNDC, and welcome to the Cheers podcast. My name is Sarah Blades, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Specialist here at RNDC. And today we will be talking about Black History Month, Legacy in a Bottle campaign, positive workplace culture, and our ARGs. And joining me today on the podcast is Echo and Oren. I'm Echo Dickerson, and I am the manager of Positive Workplace Culture at RNDC. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Oren Darrington. I am a director of sales of South Texas Wine with RNDC. So... My first question to you both is, what does Black History Month mean to you? And I will start with Oren. First of all, great question. Happy to be here. Black History Month means to me, it's a big deal. I think that it's an opportunity to really recognize our Black people that have done great things throughout the world, you know, within February, because it's an opportunity just to really shine light on a lot of great stuff, you know? I would like Black History Month to be every month, but, you know, but really in the month of February, it's just to really identify, one, our successes that we've done, but two, the opportunities that we still have to move forward to be a better world overall. That's what Black History Month is to me. Echo, what about you? Yeah, for me, I think it's a, I agree with you, I think it's a big deal as well. And I think for me, it's more of a time to reflect on things that happened in the past, and where we are in the present, and then how we are moving forward in the future. You know, for me, it's really important that we take a look at where we came from in this month. And from that, I feel like it's our duty and our honor to celebrate the people of our past. And then I always say, like, for me to do an assessment currently because i want to make sure you know am i on track to make those people proud you know what i really don't want is everything that we've done in the past to be nothing because we don't have people today looking at how we can continue to move society forward in a positive life and bring others with us that's really great both of y'all have awesome points and great reflections And it's just exactly what Black History Month is for. So that's awesome. Well, I would love to hear a little bit about your roles and how you got to RNDC. Oren, can you explain a little bit about that for us? Yeah, yeah. I actually came through RNDC through college recruiting, graduated from Texas Tech University. I actually have my master's in hospitality management as well. Ex-track athlete. Like I'm not fast. I'm actually slow now. So (laughs) <laughs> I'll brag about it as much. Um, but started in Houston, been with RNDC for 15 years. I did a lot of roles within Houston within eight. And then I actually took a jump and a chance to work in New Mexico with a great team and a great culture there um, as a division manager in a few roles. And last role in New Mexico was VP of sales. After New Mexico, had an opportunity to actually work in my hometown, Austin, Texas, as director of sales for wine and leading this team right now. I think overall, it's been great working with RNDC. I've seen a lot of change. I think us as a company, it's pretty cool to see the growth of what we've done from a corporation standpoint, from a brand standpoint, and also from a culture standpoint. I think the last few years, it's been fast acceleration. It's been a little 
hard pill to swallow with some people, but I think change is good, right? And and for us to sit here on a podcast today and talk about Black History Month blows my mind because I wouldn't have thought about it five years ago, to be honest with you both. For me personally, like with all of this and with Black History Month, I just really want to just make sure that I'm not the only one in this level of role, right? I like to see people follow me that look like me and and can be more successful doing the job. So as a leader, I just really try to just pull, not push, but just pull people who would like to be pushed, you know, and help out and be a great mentor. That's awesome. And for you, Echo, if I'm being honest, I've never heard of your role. (laughs) And I think, you know, you're probably sending out a lot of emails to all of RNDC with your new title, and they might have that same question, like, what is this? So are you able to fill us in a little bit on what your new title is for positive workplace culture? Yeah, so I'm going to answer both of your questions. So first, I'm going to answer the journey of how I got there. It's crazy for me because I think it's a little important for people to see how people get to where they are. And then I'll work my way back around to the positive workplace. So for me, my journey, um, I wasn't college athlete, but I was an athlete (laughs) in high school. Um, But I started out in the education sector, which, you know, I'm from Alabama. So where I started, the job I was in was more of like an admissions rep counselor or just a representative. And so I think this job really shaped who I am and where I was headed in life because there was where I pretty much experienced for the first time hardcore workplace discrimination. So I was actually trying to get a job to be a counselor. And so, you know, about the third time that I was denied this role, I started to realize in that particular institution, all the people who did like processing and kind of like behind that sort of type of work were black people. And then, you know, the people who were counseling and going out in the face were white people. And so about the sixth time I tried to go through the role because they kept telling me, you can be in the role and you can be this person that can do it. Here are the things you need to do. You know, at this point, I'm in a master's program going to be a counselor. So I'm like, I have a bachelor's degree, I have experience, I've been doing a job that's similar to it. So I'm like, why? And you know, one of my coworkers who was a white woman, she finally, she just came up to me because we became friends because I've been doing that job for over a year and a half. And she was like, "Um, they're just not going to hire you. And I'm like, (laughs) she's like, you know, let's look at yourself. Look at what's happening here. It's not happening. And so, you know, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting discriminated against. It's not happening because I'm a black woman. And so, you know, for me, it really changed like what I was going to do. And that person was like, let's quit because like when we started being friends, they started really discriminating against her too. So I thought it was so interesting that just because she associated herself with me, she had some residual things happen to her too. So from that moment, I was like, I'm going to do something that will literally stop this from happening. And so I moved to Texas and still worked in the education sector, but more so in HR. And I started to change my master's program and did in conflict management, got an executive coaching degree, I mean, and a our certification in mediation certification. And so I did all these things to kind of 
like, okay, I'm going to go in HR. I'm going to make sure, you know, these things don't happen. So for me, when RNBC, they recruited me from SMU. And it was really, really cool because I got to be working for the VP of Human Resources at that time. And so <laughs> one thing that I feel like, you know, really helps is, you know, when you have an opportunity, you definitely, I raised my hand for anything she had going on. I was like, pick me, me, right. me. I, can, <laughs> I can do it. And, you know, I don't know if I can do it or not, but I'm like, I'm going to try. <laughs> and let's so, see. you know, yeah, let's see. And so, you know, once I got the opportunity, I like really zoned it and focused and made sure I did everything that was needed and made it happen. And I think another important thing is, you know, for people trying to pull them in, you really have to have people that sponsor you and build those relationships so they can kind of put your name out. And from being a assistant to the VP, I got, you know, moved into a coordinator position at HR. And then from that, I just got like the opportunity to just be the first black person person period woman anything to step foot into the oklahoma market and so there i got to really create a business and it was a historic moment because oklahoma has some law changes that changed how they did business and then we basically created a company from scratch and that team that i worked with was just a stellar team and it was so great because we got to really create the culture that we inherited uh, from a merger, got to handle a merger. And we inherited a team that had been a team for 45 years. So you can imagine how we had to like kind of get them to be a part of RNGC and make them feel like they belong. And, you know, for me, the most great thing about it was we didn't have anybody quitting. So, you know, we were creating a great culture that people there were really enjoying. And I know it because they were writing me and telling me. So, you know, people tell you how they feel. Here we are today, you know, there's a positive workplace culture job now. We have fabulous leaders here at RNDC. And, you know, I think now we have a person that can help, whether it's through like, hey, let's give the leaders some trainings. Let's have some ideas for team buildings. How can we ex execute things? How can we make communication easier? What tools do we need to now bring that communication back where everybody in operations can be a part of the company here? Like, what can I support? So it's really a support role to kind of make sure that everybody's feeling very positive when they wake up and come to work. I love that. I think that what y'all both described was just like the epitome of like what Black excellence means. I think that there were probably many times, especially in this story that you described, Echo, of, of things that could have felt defeating, that could have like prevented you from wanting to move forward, preventing you from pursuing your dreams, the road that you were going down. And I think instead, what it sounds like is you were like, I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm definitely not going to take it lying down. And so I'm going to get up. I'm going to, you know, strap my boots on and continue to go to work and make a way where there isn't like, okay, if this road isn't paved for me, well, I'm about to pave it or, <laughs> or I'm going to find a new road and you, you know, made it here, both of you. And so I think that's 
Really awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I do want to move on and talk about our ARGs, especially since both of you are ARG leaders. I do want to make sure that I explain a little bit about what ARGs are for the people listening in who may not have a big idea. ARGs are still fairly new, so I'm sure there are a lot of associates who are still unaware of what they are. So I do want to give perspective on that first and then dive into a little bit about the ARGs that you lead. So our ARGs are for anyone who is interested in building connections, enriching your skills, celebrating culture, and providing a great opportunity for our teams to learn from one another as we work together to enrich the vibrant culture that we're trying to have here at RNDC and the associate experience across our footprint. So all of our associates. Your ideas and involvement will help each associate resource group to be impactful and a great addition to our organization. We currently have eight ARGs up and running. So there's Athena for women, AWARE for physical and mental disabilities, Pacific for Pacific Islanders and the Asian community, Parents Plus for parents and caregivers, Rainbow for the LGBTQ plus community, and Soul for the Black community, Valor for the veterans and current military community, Vita for the Latinx community. What is great about each of these ARGs is that you do not have to personally identify with a community to join an ARG. So you can join if you're interested in learning more and most importantly, being an ally to each of those communities. So I know for myself, I don't identify with all of them, but I am a part of all of them. (laughs) And I do think that it's a great opportunity. It just gives me insight and, and grows my empathy and understanding for the people that I work with every day. And it also just helps me to be a better collaborator and thinker and just expand my knowledge. And so I really hope that for those people who haven't signed up for it to be in an ARG that you consider that. But um, I do know that both of you are leaders, Echo of Athena and Warren is a leader in Seoul. And so I wanted to, one, just ask you, you know, you both started one. So tell, can you tell us a little bit about that and then dig into what your perspective ARGs are working on for Black History Month? And so, Orin, if I could start with you, can you tell us a little bit how Seoul got started and, and how it's grown and then what y'all are working on? Yeah, so Seoul started with, along with the other ARGs around June, I believe in 2021, and we were one of the first ARGs to kick off especially just because of Juneteenth, right, around that time. And a lot of good interest, a lot of good buzz, and then it kind of dropped off full transparency. It was just, you know, engagement was a little slow at first. Um, And even we were trying to figure some stuff out overall, what we wanted to do, how we wanted to do it, and what's the best way to approach it. So I'm not the only co-leader. We have also Sarah Bryant and Ken Etheridge as well, as far as being co-leaders of the Soul ARG. And just with our powers combined, we just really come up with some pretty keen ideas of what people want to see and what people want to hear overall. So I think big picture, we do a great job, you know, bringing guests on our platform and just have real transparent conversations to where we might have a conversation like last year with Chris Singleton about, you know, not only about Black History Month, but about what he's been through and just about empathy and and understanding what people go through their lives. And then, you know, we kind of hit it a little harder. We had last year with Juneteenth with a brother from Ohio State University, and he came on and he really 
you know, told the truth about Juneteenth, the history about Juneteenth, where we are as a nation and as uh, Black people, as far as being in society overall. I think with all of that, we've been able to talk to some cool people as Snoop Dogg, Jeezy, um, and then recently Charles Woodson. Uh, Charles, that was a great conversation with him. He's very intimate. Obviously, he was probably coaching me as <laughs> as we were talking, you know, along with Sarah Bryant. But it was really cool to talk to a Heisman Trophy winner, Defensive Player of the Year, but also really get into who he is as a winemaker and a wine owner, right? And he's very, very, very involved into creating those wines. And he actually has a top 100 wine from Wine Spectator with his Chardonnay, which is great, right? And then we also talked about just Black History Month and what he thought about it. And he was pretty transparent, you know, with things with George Floyd and where we are right now. Got a long way to go. And I agree, you know, I think us as Black people too, we kind of need to unite a little tighter. And that's our next opportunity as a sole ARG and just have real candid conversations within ourselves and with our group and our members about the opportunities that we have, about the successes that we have. And also, how do we partner better? You know, how do we accelerate ourselves into really, you know, growing within RADC, but growing as people overall, too? And I think that's a great part about ARGs is that it's not just soul, you know, we can easily partner up with any other ARG because they could be going through the same thing or or they might see something different. So, and I, I think, and Echo can kind of add to it that, you know, with us partnering with Athena and talking to Fawn, I think it's pretty dope because you're going to see two different sides of, of two ARGs really partnering with a superstar entrepreneur. Right, Echo? Yeah, I mean, I am so excited about us doing this partnership with Fawn Weaver because, I mean, secretly, Loki, I was like, <laughs> girl faming crush or whatever (laughs) because i mean the one thing that i heard you say was you know i think that i agree with that is key you know black people need to unite and i feel like everything she stands for is all about that and i feel like what we're missing and what we're starting to gain back as a culture is that that key thing which is family because i feel like the way to build our generation and that generational wealth that people talk about. I mean, who has them, their families, you think about the Waltons and all those types of things. And where she comes from, like her dad was, uh, you know, if you don't know about it, you should, you should definitely look her up. But her dad was um, a Motown writer. And so he wrote books as well about like marriage and family and how keeping that going. And then she came along and wrote the same type of things. Like she's an author as well, but she wrote about marriage and family. And then now she has, you know, like built this huge business and she's still giving back to the community. And, you know, she talks about her husband and her like a you know power couple goals. So I can't wait for us to team up and really, really figure out and talk with her and pick her brain about as black people and black women, all these different things and different aspects. So how can we get us to move forward and, you know, unite? So I think it'll be such a great thing to tune in and listen to. And I'm so happy to be a part of it. And like you said, you know, we didn't build these on our own. I'm not the only lead of Athena. You know, we have Katie Ash and Rebecca Rogers as well. And then I'll be sliding out just a bit. So we'll have Tim Shockley that will start taking my place. But, you know, Building it wasn't easy and really grateful for that opportunity that I got to kind of 
start something new and something fresh for the company. I think it was such a great idea for them to start the ARGs and for people to try to, I think they should join, you know, it really gives you that sense of belonging. We talk about positive workplace culture. That's part of it. You need that sense of belonging. And I think the markets that are thriving in the company are the markets that give their employees a sense of belonging. Yeah. Well, that is awesome. I know that there's also a big campaign coming up. So Oren, if you are able to expand a little bit on that and just tell us what's coming up with our partnership for Legacy in a Bottle. Yeah, man. Legacy in the Bottles is super dope. Three years in the making right now, I believe. The idea came from our RDC leaders within the SBD team and just like really being a partner, identifying Black-owned brands that are truly Black-owned brands and really coming in and support and partnering with the UNCF overall. So if you all don't know, from a wine standpoint, three of the brands are Intercept, Longevity, and James Harden's one. Those three brands are great. If you haven't tried them, go pick them up or go try them or partner with your supplier to see if you can snag a sample. And if you snag a sample, please sell the sample too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as James <laughs> plug with the wine guy. And then also from a spirits perspective, we have Black Irish with Mariah Carey. We have Bro Brothers with Victor Yarrow, uh, Uncle Nearest with Pawn Weaver. We have Kevin Hart's new tequila, Coramino. I think that's how he says it. <laughs> we have Snoop Dogg and Doggo Gin. And then last but not least, 10 to 1 with Mark and Perel, Mark Perel and, and Sierra partnering up overall. So cool situation. It really brings cultural relevance within this month of what we're trying to do. It helps our business overall, really giving our brands exposure within our massive chains, our restaurants, and just our partners with our customers throughout the U.S. overall, which is great. But also we get to partner up with UNCF and give back and provide scholarships for black and brown kids throughout the U.S. also. Pretty dope scenario. Awesome. That lineup is heavy. So that's exciting. I want to get my hands on (laughs) each and every one of those. So Um, Well, thank you all both for sharing about what Athena and Seoul is doing. Again, those are just two of our eight ARGs. And so shameless plug, there's obviously been some great events that we've had and you just heard about, and there's a lot more to come. So if you haven't joined an ARG, you can join any of the ARGs or all of them by visiting the Speakeasy and there will be a link and a QR code. And so I am excited to see who joins and where we take off with the ARGs for this year to come. So yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) Hey, Sarah, we have a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Go for it, Echo. Well, before you ask the question, I I just wanted to add to her, you know, I want people to make sure they remember that you don't have to be like a part of that demographic to join an ARG. That way, you know, don't feel like because you're not a woman, you can't join the Athena ARG, please don't feel that way. You know, it's really meant to educate. So please join any, no matter who you are, join any of them. Okay, sorry. Or ask your question. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Sarah, what does Black History Month mean to you? Oh, that's a deep question. Black History Month to me is a 28 day marathon of celebrating Black culture, most importantly, I think. But I also think. It's about pushing the message that needs to be heard. And there's an entire month dedicated to being able to do that. I think there's still an ongoing struggle for racial equity. And so the work is nowhere near finished. And I think Black History Month serves as a great spotlight on that, that 
one, all that has been achieved by the Black community, and then what more can be done. And so my hope is that we just continue to push forward, but really celebrate all that's been achieved. So that's what that means to me. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining me on the podcast today and excited to see where we go. Happy Black History Month. Happy yeah. Black History Month. <laughs> Happy Black History Month. Thank you. This was super fun. Thanks for including me. Thank you for spending time with us. We hope you found this information valuable. For future podcast releases, follow RNDC on social networks or visit our website at rndc-usa.com. Cheers to you.